Before we sit down, let's do the Easter shout again. Alleluia, Christ is risen. Christ is risen indeed. Alleluia. Well done. Please be seated. There was a five-year-old named Brian who had a special role in the Easter production. His line was, he is not here, he is risen. When the time came, he was anxious about it, got flustered. The, uh, the director was trying to prompt him and suddenly Brian took the microphone out of his hand and said, he is not here, he's in prison. <laughs> we get it wrong. If you are attentive to the world around you, know what's going on in the news, etc., the cultural trends, you might be aware of a story that is currently garnering a lot of attention, avidly watched by millions of devoted fans around the world. It's a story of intense battles over a throne, of kingdoms vying for dominance and danger from any sides, a world with despicable characters and strong women, Rightful heirs battle through opposition and cruelty to win the day. Encroaching darkness threatens the world and the completely unexpected takes place. The story to which I am referring, of course, is not the Game of Thrones. It is the story of the gospel, of Jesus claiming his throne through opposition and violence. It's not a game, but very real. His throne was not the throne to wield self-serving power, but the freely accepted death on the cross. That was his throne, a symbol of mankind's worst brutality, and for Jesus was the only path to his rightful place on the throne at the right hand of God. His kingdom, a kingdom of love. Battle was a battle with evil and darkness, real evil and real darkness, and the completely unexpected won the day. God himself came into the world he made. God did not give up on us. He would give himself on the cross, the completely unexpected. And finally, the peace, the resistance, that Jesus would defeat death and come back to life and leave the tomb. And so Easter for us is not the celebration of an isolated event, but it is the whole piece of cloth. When we come today to celebrate this day, we're very aware of how it makes sense of the past and points us into the future. It's like a tapestry where the story is told in the cloth and we don't focus just on one thing, but we focus on the thing that makes sense of all the rest of it. It's rather like a puzzle that's missing the crucial piece and when that puzzle comes into place, sort of like the Game of Thrones when all those things happen, that it makes sense of the past and leads us on to the future. And so the resurrection gathers up into itself the creation, mankind's fall, the call of Abraham, the freeing of the children from slavery in Egypt at the Passover, the arrival of Jesus and in his incarnation, his teaching and example, his crucifixion, his setting for the table on Monday, Thursday, dying on the cross, and now his resurrection, which merely sets the stage for what comes next. You have to come back next week for that. When you meet the disciples. That's really good. And so we come to the Paschal Feast. When I was growing up, I never knew what the word Paschal meant. I thought it was a cool word to say. I did not know it was a reference to the Passover. I think we lose something in the English language and the German language when we refer to this celebration as Easter. Whereas every Romance language refers to it as the Passover. Feliz Pascua. 
All the languages bring out the significance of the resurrection of Jesus as an event like the exodus from Egypt with the same magnitude and significance. The profound and significant connection to the works of God in freeing his people from slavery through the blood of the Lamb. And for us then, Jesus is the blood of the Lamb. And we are allowed to come out of slavery to sin and into our home and promised land. Leslie Newbigin says, Because John sees the lifting up of Jesus on the cross as the supreme manifestation of the divine glory, he sees the resurrection not as the reversal of the passion, not as the bringing of glory out of defeat, but rather as the enabling of the disciples to believe and so to be brought into relationship with him whom death cannot hold. In other words, to have life in his name, life now. Let's turn, if you will, to the gospel reading and see what Mary gets up to. Because in the gospel reading, we see a clear reference to the past and a clear reference to the future. Let's follow along in page six of your bulletin. Mary, of course, was heading out to see the sealed tomb. In John's gospel, the body has already been anointed with spices, so she does not bring spices. She merely comes to sit and wait. In her grief and in her sorrow, she just wants to be with Jesus. And we know how to do that because we've experienced loss. We know what it is when we lose a loved one and the grief comes over it, but we expect it, we kind of know what to do with it. But for Mary then, something new happens. Look at verse one. Early on the first day of the week, while it was still dark. I think this is a clear reference to the creation story in Genesis. On the first day of creation, God says, let there be light. And so Mary starts in darkness, early on the first day of the week, while it was dark. And we're going to see the light come into the scene. Does John intend that connection to the Genesis story? I think he does. He begins his gospel with the very words that Genesis begins their story, in the beginning. And John goes on to say of Jesus, in him was life, and the life was the light of all people. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness did not overcome it. Not only did Jesus rise three days after his crucifixion, but he rose on the first day of the week, the first day of creation. Let's remember, too, that Christians gather for worship, not on the Sabbath, but on the day of resurrection, the first day of the week, the first day of creation. I grew up thinking that you went to church on the Sabbath because it was a day of rest, and I got to go to church and rest during the sermon and fall asleep. But it's not that at all. We come because it is the day of resurrection. It is the day when we will receive the power as we receive Christ and be launched into his mission in the world. We come for battle, to prepare to raise his standard in the world. What did she expect when she went to the tomb? It was, it was wonderful at 9 o'clock to see the kids so excited to get out there and to find their Easter eggs in the Easter egg hunt. And hopefully it wasn't going to be empty like Jesus' tomb. They were terrifically disappointed to find it, that it was puzzling. What's going on? The rock is turned away and it's empty. And Mary is puzzled and perplexed. But she becomes fixated on his absence from the tomb and she keeps repeating her line. She has sort of three lines before she meets Jesus. In verse 2 she says, 
to the disciples, they've taken the Lord out of the tomb and we do not know where they have laid him. In verses 11 to 13, Mary is speaking with the angels. The disciples have gone off somewhere. She has stayed in her confusion. And she says exactly the same line, although instead of they have taken away my Lord, the Lord, she says they've taken away my Lord. And she looks inside and she sees two winged creatures, one at the head and one at the foot. Father Bates really helpfully last week brought out the fact that this is, I think, a clear reference to the mercy seat. In the kingdom of Israel, the most precious possession was the Ark of the Covenant. That was resided in the Holy of Holies in the temple. And only the high priest could go into that room and only once a year. And on top of that Ark was the mercy seat made of gold where blood was sprinkled. And this is where people met with God. Two winged creatures sitting over the Ark. And when Mary looks into the tomb and sees two winged creatures, I think it was a clear reference to the mercy seat of God and that the risen Lord had become the place where people meet with God. Jesus' place of death was between two thieves. The place of his burial was between two angels. For God had set forth in his blood to be a mercy seat, the place where God's forgiveness meets man's sin. And then in verse 14 to 18, she meets someone she never expected to meet. She sees someone she never expected to see again. And she mistakes him for the gardener. And she says to him in verse 15, Sir, if you have carried him away, tell me where you've laid him and I will take him away. And then we have this most tender of reunions. This intimate and beautiful exchange. It speaks of a restored relationship. The resurrection of Jesus allows this restored relationship between us and our maker but it's also a transformed relationship and here is where the story begins to point to the future Jesus says do not cling to me do not hold on to me because I have not yet ascended it's interesting to me that he doesn't say I have risen I'm alive again but he points to the ongoing story of God and I have not yet ascended Go and tell my brothers that I'm going to ascend. And we get caught up in the whole progress of the story. Mary must learn to love and trust and serve Christ, not in the physical sense, but now in the spiritual sense. And Jesus speaks her name, Mary. Does Jesus speak your name? Does he speak it in such a way that you recognize him? That you're ready to take his message? Because Mary, as soon as she recognizes him, and as soon as she's told it will be a different relationship now, he gives her a mission. Go to my brothers and say to them, I am ascending to my father and your father, to my God and your God. And the forgiven sinner, Mary Magdalene, becomes the messenger of Christ to the apostles themselves. Following this passage, Jesus meets his other disciples. And we see the role of the Holy Spirit and the role of mission. But again, you have to come next week for that. And so the story of Easter takes up into itself the story of all that is gone. The whole sweep of the biblical narrative and launches us on. Launches us with the confidence that God can even defeat death. What does that mean for us? We come to this table now. As part of the Easter story, we remember that Jesus set the table on Monday, Thursday. That he gave himself as the meal on Good Friday when he shed his blood. 
and his body was broken for us. And so he gives us in the resurrection a pledge that he will be with us. When we come and receive communion, I think we are giving him a pledge that we will do our best to take his message into the world. We face great challenges. We think of Notre Dame, the burning of the cathedral this past week, this tragedy of the loss of a beautiful building, 850 years old, but the shining piada and the cross and the altar in the midst of the ashes, such a sign of hope. You may be probably aware last night there were eight or ten churches in Sri Lanka specifically targeted. Over 200 Christians died as they're doing the Easter service today. How do we face that? How does the resurrection help us to face that? Just as in the first creation where man and woman were given the charge to take care of creation, so now we who are a part of this new creation, this resurrected world, are given a charge. We're to go into the world in the power of this resurrection that we have access to, in the confidence that a world-shaking event has happened. It's not good advice. It's good news of something that happened. And we are called to go forth and to forgive and to bless and to imagine and to challenge, to feel the pain of those who are hurting, to do what we can to help, to cry with them and heal them and bind up their wounds, to strive for justice and mercy, to work for peace, to knock down barriers and build bridges. Oh, that we could approach this task with the same eagerness that the children went out to find their Easter eggs and get enthused and excited. Because of the resurrection, we can go forth in faith. Because of the resurrection, we can go forth in hope. And because of the resurrection, we are called to go forth in love, remembering that love conquers all. So go forth this Easter Sunday and dance and sing and laugh and shout. Alleluia, Christ is risen. The Lord is risen indeed. Alleluia.